Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, live from the Low T Center studio. It is Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Hope you are having a, um, a great morning. It is a wet one here in Knoxville, Tennessee, so please be careful in your travels uh, to and from work, to or from wherever you are going this morning. Uh, we appreciate you making the Swain Event part of your morning. Um, our telephone number is 865-255-03. That is the number to the Iris Networks hotline. Um, where businesses, you get a chance to specialize. Uh, well, they specialize in fiber internet and voice. And business owners, you get a chance to experience this great, amazing service for 90 days with no payment. Uh, they are Tennessee Business Connecting Tennessee Businesses. IrisNetworksUSA.com. Ben McKee. What's up, man? What's up? It's Jumpman Tuesday <laughs> up in here in the Low T Center studio. If if I ever become super wealthy, then then it, it'll be Jumpman all day, every day. Jumpman every day, all day every day. If 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 I could be sponsored by by one clothing apparel, it, it would be Jordan. It's it's my favorite by far. Well, but if, this week, like Michael Jordan, I want to sponsor the Florida Gators. <laughs> you got the you got the Will Smith jacket on today, yeah, man. Took it off. I thought it was going to be cooler than than what it was. It, it's raining like crazy. I needed a a boat to to travel from South Knoxville to your your studio, Swain Event Studio, and uh, I thought it would be cooler than it was because it's been been pretty cool the last yep. week or so, but a little warmer today. Yep, 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 yep. Man, it is um it's good to be here. And it's certainly good to be here. It is Florida week. Um this this week brings back a ton of memories, good and good and bad. Um you know, yesterday we had a conversation about about the game on on Saturday against Tennessee Tech and mixed in a lot of Florida talk as well because you know, you just gotta move past that that game as quick as possible. Um but um, breaking down the Alabama Florida game, got a chance to kind of go back and look at it a little bit. I know you did as well. Um, our number one, we'll, we'll have Attaboy, where we highlight uh, some good stories and positivity. Uh, looking forward to doing that as well. Also, we'll hear audio from Alante Taylor. I got a chance to sit down with him uh, during the locker room um, earlier this week. And uh, he had some really, really good good comments, uh, good things to say. And uh, I said this yesterday, I think Alante Taylor is going to be um, – he, he, he is going to be – he's going to be a guy that um, people will be looking at and saying, man, he is, he is making Tennessee proud. He is making Tennessee very, very proud. Um, so, man, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. We understand that 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 Florida, um, you know, played their best game of the year this 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 past week. Ben, uh, you and I were talking before the start of the show about their offensive line. Uh, how Cole Kubelik of SEC Network basically said this was their best performance in seven to eight years, and um, what that tells me is that the competition made them raise their level of play, made them raise the bar, maybe had them playing. At a level that they didn't think they could play at, that's how bad they wanted to win. And sometimes when you want something so bad, man, you're willing to be someone that you're not used to being because you're thinking about the result 
more than where you are and what you can and what you can't do. And so, you know, Florida played a little bit out of their mind on the offensive line. Can they do that again this week, playing against a team that, quite frankly, um, they've owned? They've owned Tennessee. They've owned us for, um, you know, the last decade and, and just some change. Um, Tennessee has had plenty of opportunities to beat Florida. You go back and look at 2014, look at 2015, and – it was Tennessee basically just handing the game away and crumbling at the last you know, quarter. What Florida players tell each other, and they tell freshmen when they come in, they tell first-time you know, players who are maybe redshirt freshmen, this is what they tell them when they play Tennessee, is just, just, just play for four quarters because at some point they'll give it to you. This is what they tell their players. And it's passed on from – generation to generation, from class to class. This is what they tell their tell they, they young players. I remember being a true freshman, being and working out uh, in the weight room during the summer, and um, the Florida fight song came on, and I'll never forget it. It was Rashad Baker. It was Jabari Greer. It was a lot of the seniors, and they was hype. I was like, why are they so hype, man? That's Florida's song. Who cares about them? But they were like, yeah, baby. Going to the swamp this year, y'all ain't ready for that, hearing that right there in your ear and the crowd right there on you, because the crowd is right there on you on the sideline. You, y'all ready? Y'all ready? First-timers, y'all ready? And I was like, whatever, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't seen drive-bys in Chicago. I ain't really worried about, I ain't worried about playing in the swamp. Like, that's, this is, this, that's nothing. Um, but there's nothing like playing in the swamp, Period. Um, as an away team. Now, my freshman year played as a day game. It was a 12 o'clock game. In my junior year, it was a night game. Well, these guys will experience the swamp at night. Uh, and last week, they had 90-plus thousand people in the stands. And, and still had empty seats yeah, on top. Yeah, but that, I think that's just the way um, college football is going and professional football is going with the attendance. I just think that's the way it's going, man. Swing. If Tennessee was ranked number 11 in the country, hosting a, a young, inexperienced, immature Tennessee football team with, with a, a, a former player that quit on the Vols starting in the middle of Alabama's defense, if, if that team came to town against number 11 Tennessee, there would not be an empty seat in Neyland Stadium. Everybody's butt cheeks would be squeezed in. Each person would have one cheek per seat, and they'd be loud, raucous, and ready to go. Listen, I'm not – But I, I, Our I fan you. base is better. I mean, listen, we, we show up. That's, there's a bunch of fair weather there's, bums. There's no debate in that, my friend. There's no debate in that. Um, no, but you're right. Uh, college football and NFL uh, attendance is – is going down just because it's it's easier for the 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 non diehard fans to to watch on television. Get to more watch more football from the comfort of your couch. You you get to see the game better, quite frankly. Uh, so unless you're you're a diehard or just want to experience game day, which is the best part of Saturday or Sunday, then I mean, what's what's the point of going? Yeah, I mean, Florida. I mean. They weren't 100% capacity, but they were, they were 
closer than they than they have been, uh, hosting the number one team in the country, and and um, you know those those players played up to that level. Didn't start off that way. Um, and I, I'm going back and looking at some of these these stats, Ben. And if you're Florida, you should still feel good about your chances of reaching the college football playoff. To be honest, I know Dan Mullen was asked about that, and feels like those chances are still uh, in place for them, but. It's one thing saying, and it's one thing for the players in the locker room to believe it, and I, I think they should believe it. I'm looking at I'm looking at the stats of this Florida Alabama game, and yes, it looked like Alabama was about to run away with the game and blow them out, but Florida was real close. Florida was real close because, like, I counted their possessions on the day, and they had ten possessions on the day. Only two of those possessions being with three and outs. Only two of those possessions were three and outs. And um, one of those three and outs was the interception because there was some pressure from the Alabama um, defense, and Emory Jones was basically throwing off balance while being hit. They're really close. They were really close in this football game. So if you're a Florida, you're feeling good about what, what you can do, but it all depends on how you respond um, week in and week out. And so if Florida plays like they played against Alabama, then Tennessee is in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Tennessee I mean, they're, they're, is not covering. <laughs> no, because that that was a different Florida team on Saturday against Alabama than the one that showed up week one against FAU and week two against USF. Uh, I, I know the, the final score indicates a, a big win week one and week two, but Florida did not play crisp, clean football especially up front along the offensive line, especially at quarterback with Emory Jones. Uh, defense had some, some issues here and there. So I, I'm still honestly quite stunned that Florida was essentially a missed extra point away from going to overtime with, with Alabama because the team that showed up against Alabama did not show up week one or week two. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams in college football that, that week one didn't, didn't look all that hot. Um, Including including Tennessee, even though it was a thirty-two point win, um, but you, you watch the game, you're like, "Oh, it's about to be a blowout." Alabama's about to blow out Florida. But if you if you are Florida coaching staff, you're kind of looking at this thing, going, "Man, wait, our first possession, we drove the ball seventy-five yards on eleven plays, and you know had to kick a field goal, and you know it was twenty-one to you know it was twenty-one to three to kind of start the game, but man, it could have easily been." A one score game or tied up um, in the first quarter and first half. So, if you're Josh Heupel and company, you you see this, you see how close the game was, um, regardless of what the scoreboard read in the first half, and you are sharing this with your team, and you're putting an emphasis on how important it is to play clean. Penalties can't be. Can't be a thing. You can't have penalty yards over over fifty yards in this game. Can't do it. Can't do it. Got to have explosive plays on the outside and explosive plays. Period. I mean, it could be it could be in the running game. It could be in the passing game. Um, but you're gonna have to have explosive plays. Simple, simple as that. So um, where are you gonna get it from? Because it looks like it's gonna be um, nasty with the rain and with the weather. So where are you going to find it? Uh, let's go to the phones. Let's get to um, Coy, who is calling from Macon, Georgia. Coy, good morning. 
Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Man, we are well, my friend. Hope you are, too. Good morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sounds like y'all are getting some of the rain we've had here for the past week. I ain't seen a blue sky since last Tuesday. Man, it is, it is crazy right now. Yeah, man. I'm hoping today is the last overcast day and that the sun comes out and I can get some golf in after work the rest of the week. Running out of that afternoon golf daylight time, so got to get it in soon. Maybe Ben can join you and uh, you know tutor you on uh, on hitting it straight long. <laughs> I know. I, I'll take lessons. Anybody that can teach that, I'll take a lesson from. I can't. <laughs> the the only thing I can serve as is entertainment on the golf course. You, you can ask Brad Matthew Matthews. Brad Brad can attest that I, I can contribute some uh, entertain entertainment throughout the the eighteen holes. But hey, man, that, that's part of that's part of it too, man. That's a very important part of it. So, anytime. But uh, I, I just wanted to call in and give you guys a take that uh, you know I've been thinking about this Florida game. I want it so bad. I, you know, Georgia and Florida. I go back and forth between which one I hate the most. Um, I think if I didn't live in Georgia, it'd be a runaway with Florida. But the fans here, uh, Georgia fans, are so obnoxious. It's just unbearable but um so you know the game starts uh saturday the alabama florida game and it's 21 3 i'm like man i'm taking a nap <clears throat> i wake up and it's a game um so i'm going back and watching it and i really you know after thinking about it i'm like oh man you know i, I was feeling good about florida now what and so i kind of you know just thought on it yesterday and maybe them having a good game and more more along the line of um, Emory Jones having a good game could have been the best thing that could have happened for us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben, I've heard you talk a lot about Anthony, uh, Anthony Richardson, right, AR-15? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, he's the one that scared me the most thinking about, you know, I was worried about what he's going to do. I was almost sure that we'd see him in the, uh, in the game next week. But now that Emory Jones has played such a good game, it's going to be harder for them to give the reins over to um, Anthony Richardson, uh, and we, you know, we know what Emory Jones is. I think he's—I'm not going to say he's a one-trick pony, but he's definitely a runner before he's a thrower. Um, so I think maybe that's—you know—that's going to play into helping us out a little bit. That, you know, we we know they're going to try to run the ball. We've been decent against the run, and Bama's always struggled with a running quarterback. I feel like so. You know, maybe that plays into helping Tennessee uh, keep it close. And if we keep it close, maybe we can make something happen at the end. Yep, that's the hope. That's the hope, Coy, is um, keeping this thing within arm's reach and forcing Florida to make some make some, make some some mistakes. Um, just because you play well in one game doesn't mean that that's who you are, good or bad. Excuse me, or obviously good. Um, but if you play poor in a game, doesn't define who you are, especially this early in the season. You know, both teams have played three games. So can we say that Florida is not a good football team or, or overhyped based on their first performance? I, I, I don't know. Maybe they just had a bad performance. Or can we say that Florida is a team that's going to challenge Georgia the East and legitimately have a chance to win the East? Well, I don't I don't know. Not off, not off one game. Um, so – at this point of the season, it's just hard for me to um, judge a team, good or bad, off one performance, and you know, say that's who they are. Like, 
I'm not willing to do that with our football team. I'm not willing to do that with Florida's football team. We're going to start to learn a lot this weekend. For sure. We're, we're going to start to learn a lot this weekend because I, I'm really interested and curious to see which Florida team shows up. Because if it's the Florida team from week one and week two, Emory Jones is sloppy. Defense has some mental errors. Uh, Tennessee has a legitimate chance to win. Maybe not a great chance, but a, a legitimate chance, and not just saying that to, to pump sunshine and, and feel good about Saturday. But if if this past Saturday's Florida team shows up with an offensive line that is going to, to play out of character, essentially, and maul Tennessee, and Emory Jones makes good decisions, and the only time he throws a pick is because he was getting hit as he as he threw the ball, then that, that's a, a different conversation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be much harder for Tennessee to win if Saturday's Florida team shows up. So I think we're going to learn a lot about Florida, just like we're going to learn a lot about Tennessee. And I, I, I think it'll, it, it'll show that Florida is ready to compete with Georgia if they show up and play the way that they did against Alabama. If they don't and revert back to week one, week two, then – they, they just happen to play a great game on, on on the best possible day against Alabama in town. Yep, yep, yep. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Electrical. Uh, we'll go to the phones if, if we have someone um, there. Our telephone number is 865-255-03, so you can give us a call. Uh, we'll go to the phones after the break if we have someone. Uh, we'll go to the text box as well uh, at the bottom of our number one. Stick around. Swain Event. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. 
Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. With smartphones being such an integral part of our daily lives, it is truly an inconvenience when it doesn't work properly. It disrupts the normalcy of our day. When you go into the cell phone store to have it repaired, they just try to upsell you on a new phone. That's why the owner of iDrop, TKL, left those places and opened iDrop. His goal is a happy customer. TKL and the team will listen to what you have going on and work to solve the problem of your broken device in a way that best suits your needs instead of trying to upsell you on something that you just don't need. They don't just repair phones. They can service your laptop or PC as well as your Mac. Windows 7 support is over, but iDrop can help you transition to Windows 10. They have a five-star rating on Google with hundreds of positive reviews. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all understand how big this is. They have a five-star rating on Google. Their customer service really speaks for itself. So if you ever find yourself with a device that isn't performing as it should, give iDrop a call at 865-888-9740 or check them out on Facebook at iDrop of Knoxville. If man made it, they can fix it. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Swainevent, SwainEvent.com, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Hour one is brought to you by Healer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. And there's no better time to upgrade your essential home systems than this month with Hiller. Hiller is offering your uh, home credits for your old home systems. You can trade in your old HVA system and earn up to $1,500 credit towards select new systems. 
Uh, you can also upgrade from a standard water heater to a tankless water heater and earn up to $500 with your trade. You can trade up to, um, you can trade your old electrical panel and receive $500 in credit for your old one. That is Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Electrical. Uh, Hiller's work is backed by their Happy You'll Be or the service is free guarantee. And their technicians are continuing to take measures to keep you and your family safe and healthy on every single call. Proud sponsors of the National Predators um, and Vanderbilt, Tennessee Volunteers, uh, and the Swain event, man. How about speaking of speaking of national, man? How about the tights? Do you have to throw in Vanderbilt? Like I know it's professional, and they're sending you a read, and I know you. I'm just. I'm, you I'm, have to throw in. I'm Vanderbilt. actually. I'm actually kind of happy for Vanderbilt, man. In this case, well, like, we'll ju- we'll just pretend that they associate with Vanderbilt University and not Vanderbilt Athletics. I mean, I'm, I mean, I look at Vanderbilt Athletics. And I'm like, man, bless their heart, like. I'm glad that they're getting some sponsorships because that that means that money is flowing to the players and those players deserve to to have you know that support. So uh, I know there's a lot of you know hate between the two fan bases, but you know I'm to the point where I kind of feel bad for the, those players, man, because they don't get the support they deserve. What so. about baseball? You feel bad for Vanderbilt baseball? Nope. What about Vanderbilt basketball and Jerry Stackhouse? Mm. Kind of so-so, so-so, but definitely don't feel bad for. For the baseball, no, um, not 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 at all, not at all. But yes, shout out to the Titans. I I was going to put them on Attaboy yesterday if we got to Attaboy, but obviously Monday after a Tennessee game, not going to touch on many things outside of Tennessee's football game on Saturday, as should be the case. But just a heck of a win, and uh, I have a different Attaboy today, so I'll go ahead and give the Titans an early Attaboy. Just a, a heck of a win after Week One's debacle. All the talk about how sorry the Titans are all week long. Uh, Taylor Lewan has the knee injury pregame. Yeah, and warm-ups. Yeah, and warm-ups. Some may say that's a good thing uh, because he didn't have to play. But still, just that distraction during pregame warm-ups and in the locker room as the guys are trying to get ready. And then in Seattle against one of the best teams in football, one of the best quarterbacks in football, you go down early and you storm back and you win despite some awful calls in the game. Yeah. Heck of a heck of a win for sure on on the road at probably the hardest place to play in NFL over the last ten years, man. With the, with the twelfth man uh, there in Seattle, so big time win, man. Julio went ham. Derrick Henry, yeah, man. First all your game all year. your top players did their did their did their job and played well. Uh, AJ Brown's got to quit with those alligator arms. I know, man. He he he, he dropped that one. Um, Early. Oh, man. He, he did. He saw the safety. That safety was coming. Yeah. <laughs> There's no tried, doubt about it. He tried to catch it and move at the same time, just, just you know, kept his eyes off the football. All right, let's go to the phones. And uh, is that Turkey Man? Let's get Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, uh, our advantage, the only thing I see that we have an advantage is uh, special teams. I think special teams would play key key on turnovers and, and, uh, Field positions, all those things, uh, will play a part in where we have a shot at this at this uh, win down there. Um, what I was want to ask you guys: uh, playing seven seven o'clock or a night game in the swamp, and I don't know what the 
weather conditions supposed to be, and you may have already looked and know. I don't. Uh, but I know it's raining out here right now here. But uh, what things can we take advantage of, of, of from our special teams if it's good weather? And what have you seen that we do really good at that we need to excel at on our special teams? You know, that's I think we're about third in the nation you know, special teams. So maybe you could look at that, uh, give us a glimmer of hope from the special teams. That uh, And does Mullins have any traits over the years that that uh, we can export on his, on his coaching? And I'll get out of here and have a good day, guys. I mean, Dan Mullins is, a, is, a, is one of the top coaches in college football, and he, he's aggressive. So, I mean, he's going to go forward on fourth down. Um, if it if it makes sense, so midfield or anything close to midfield, I think he's a guy that will that will go for um, that will go for it on fourth down. But I mean, Dan Mullen is a he's a dang good coach. Simple as that. I mean, there's no other way to put it. So he's annoying. Yeah, but when it comes to X's and O's, he is tremendous. And and what makes him where he's best at is scheming and and game planning away from his team's weaknesses and scheming and game planning his his best players into winning situations. He he is truly the the definition of putting your your best players centering the offense, centering what the team does around the best players. We we always say you know, you fit fit your fit your scheme and and whatever to to what your players and what your team does best. And and Dan Mullen is the epitome of that. But he also understands his team's weaknesses and and does a great job of avoiding putting his team in situations to where the the weaknesses are, are really going to shine through. Well, Tennessee's going to have to win turnover uh, turnover battle. They want to win this game, I think. And I think uh, also Tennessee will have to win special teams. Not tie it, not come close to winning it. But, you know, it has to be a decisive win in that area of the football game with field position, um, you know, with with capitalizing on field goals. You don't necessarily want to kick a bunch of field goals, but when you when you have them, you want to make them. Uh, you want to cover. You know, how many times have we watched this series in the last 20 years and they've had a punt return for a touchdown? So you can't, you can't have that. Um, and this is where the depth or the lack thereof uh, will show up for Tennessee. You know, Florida has better depth, and special teams um, is the, is where it shows up more than any other place on the football field because you are playing your your ones and your twos. Uh, sometimes your threes on special teams, and now Tennessee probably is playing you know more twos and threes on their special teams unit, and so that's usually where um, the the difference in depth and athleticism shows, but Tennessee has to win that, man. Um, there's no doubt about that. Got to win that. We have done a really good job of special teams uh, through the first three weeks. Uh, we are top ten in a lot of um, areas there, special teams nationally, and that has to continue. Uh, let's go back to the phones. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Looks like we got our guy Tremel waiting patiently. Tremel, good morning. 
Good morning, good morning, my dudes. How y'all doing? Man, we are we are well. We are well. We are blessed. Yeah, man. We 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 are blessed too down here, man. We came back from uh you know, Panama, we you know, we smart, you know, we planned to go the week before the guest. You know what I'm saying? The gator gator week. Uh enjoyed a little bit of the sand and the beach with the boys, man, and uh with the fam. It was great. Then we got to go to, to the Vols game. We got back Friday and then go to the Vols game and watch them mop up Tennessee Tech. Pretty deep. Pretty nice to see that. Um, guys, this game this week, man, um, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it was looking kind of good before the Saturday before. <laughs> and then they, then they played Alabama, huh? <laughs> that That is for sure. Um, man, this game comes down to what it always comes down to, and I do agree with you, Swain, with the special teams and stuff, but it's always been the whoever ran the ball the best. Most yards, that's usually who wins this game. Uh, I think one time it was, I think that game that you keep mentioning, well, it was like 9 to 10 or something like that. I think that was like the only game where it was like the Astros only where uh, the rusher, the, the, the team with the, Mm-hmm. With the uh, most rushing yards, didn't win. Um, and then it comes down to like attention to detail, man. Because last week, um, Florida don't have the uh, the players that Alabama had. You know, uh, like you said, Dan Muller out schemed them, out you know out coached them. And it's always been saving bugaboo against running quarterbacks. Which on an, on another note gives me you know. Uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, desire about playing that family this year because, I mean, I know they have better players, but we have that running quarterback that always gets saving that little, you know, bugle if we can hit some of the pass that is. But anyway, back to the Florida game, man. I really believe that if the players and the coaches, you know, the um, attention to detail this week, man, uh, will be, you know, will, will give us a chance uh, I mean, I mean, like I said, Florida, they don't have the players that Alabama had. And they, you know, they even got out coached last week, you know, until the last play where, I don't know, they did the weirdest handoff i ever seen in my life, option i ever seen in my life. He held the ball for like 30 seconds. But other than that, man, like Talking I, like I said, I really feel like. Conversion. Yeah, on the two-point conversion, that was crazy. I was like, what is yeah. he doing? <laughs> where it, right. you know, <laughs> you gonna make he it like eighty seconds. I was like, what is oh, going yeah. on? On the zone read. Know, okay. The Dave Clawson like special. Man. He likes to do that with his But um uh, like I said, man, if we if we can if we can and this play, dude, this play that Dan Mullen runs where he lines up three receivers to the right and I don't even know what the two outside receivers do. They they burn some ground, I don't know. But that that inside guy, he runs to the flat like so quick and they run they ran this play on us it ain't even been a Dan Mullen play it's been a, a Florida Gator play and they've run this play on us on like you said they'll go for it on fourth down and whatever man if we don't stop that play this this year man I swear I'm gonna have a heart attack <laughs> like <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about Swain you and mean, then it's like a you mean we have three receivers and then they roll the, the quarterback out slightly and then there's someone right there in the flat yeah, it's like sometimes he ain't even the quarterback don't even have to roll out sometimes. 
sometimes it's just that open. I don't know how it's that open, bro, but it kills me every time when they run this play on us, man. I'm telling you. They're going to run it this weekend because they ran it on Bama. And I was surprised they didn't run that play at the goal line when they were trying to go for two for the two. Yeah. Because it's, it's always open for some reason, man. I, what is the what is the linebacker's job right there? Is he is he supposed to like? Is, is, I don't I don't understand. Is he supposed to like play back right there? Is he not? Can you not press in that um in that uh in that formation or something? I have to look. I would have to look at exactly what play you're talking about. I think we might be talking about two different plays because I remember when Dan Mullen was the offense coordinator. And they would run three receivers to the to one side, normally to the right because mm-hmm. they have had a you know right handed quarterback. And then um, they would they would have like the outside receiver go in, the inside receiver go out to the flats. And I'm not sure what number two does, um, but but it's always open. Like it's always, always. open. And and always. Urban did it. Um, you know when he was at Florida. Like it was clockwork on third down and short, a goal line or, or fourth down. Don't stop that play. Um, so I, I think that's what you're talking about, but maybe that's not what you're talking about. Maybe it's a different play. It's always nah, been a we quarterback about rollout. The same play. We talking about the same play, but it's sometimes the quarterback rolls out, and sometimes he don't. I mean, it just depends. But it's I'll do like you say. It's always open, and it dude, it kills me. I'm just like, man, they've been running this same play for years. It's hard to defend, man. It's it, it, it's it's hard to defend, and. Um, you know, when you bunch up, when you bunch up uh, receivers, whether it's tight or you put them uh, on the hash or whatever, you know, it is tough to, deco- to uh, cover because you can't jam anybody. You're, you really can't. Like you, you, you can't jam um, all three receivers. So there's two receivers that's off. Um, now, if you want, you can take a, you know, take a linebacker or take a, a safety or something and try to jam the point guy and try to disrupt everything but that's I mean that's a risk that you're that you're that you're taking right there um, by getting out of position but it's hard to cover man it really is um, so uh, if you are Tim Banks you you know that about Dan Mullen and you 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 tell your defense to be aware of, of the rollout and um, I've seen other teams do it too man it's hard to it's hard to defend it's simple as that thanks for the phone call Jamel uh, we got Attaboy coming up Got some good stuff to share on on Attaboy, and we'll do that when we come back from break. Swain event. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to the Swain event. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. At work, can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. 
When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Event fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Attaboy is brought to us by Iris Networks, Business Internet and Voice. 90 days no payment for Business Internet. Check out what they have to offer on their website at irisnetworksusa.com. Follow them on Twitter at also Iris Networks USA. And uh, Ben, I'll let you go first, man. Then I'll, then I'll ride with mine. We might have the same one. I'm not sure. Uh, well, first, I'd like to to give an attaboy to Aaron Jones and and the Green Bay Packers for his four touchdowns last night to uh, defeat Triple O and Two's Detroit Lions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my main attaboy goes to uh, uh, Joe Doyle. I'm, I'm giving Joe Doyle an attaboy 
Uh, Joe Doyle, former Tennessee punter and Knoxville native, Farragut to be exact, uh, transferred to Memphis over the offseason and on Saturday kicked a 51-yard field goal to put Memphis ahead by eight with two minutes on the clock. And for those of you who remember Joe Doyle here in Knoxville, uh, he was not a kicker. He was a punter. And... Those who know Joe say that he has not kicked a field goal since high school in 2016. Hasn't kicked a field goal since he was in high school. And then on Saturday, hits a 51-yard field goal to beat Mississippi State. Pretty impressive. So, add what to to Joe Doyle. I, I do not lump in good guys like Joe Doyle who just did not have a, a spot for him at Tennessee, was behind Paxton Brooks. I, I think he was behind uh, Trevor Daniel as as well, maybe for a year. I can't remember exactly, but just uh, didn't have a spot here at Tennessee. So so looked elsewhere, and don't blame him for that, and wish him nothing but the best, and, and congratulations to him on his success over the weekend. I am giving my attaboy to, to Aaron Jones, Packers running back. Uh <laughs> He had four touchdowns last night. Uh, during his postgame interview uh, with, with ESPN, um, he, he revealed that he had lost his necklace um, on one of his touchdowns. Um, his father passed away in April, and Ann Jones had something special planned for the game uh, since his father's passing, and the necklace – uh, contain the ashes uh, of Alvin Jones Sr. Um, in a football-shaped medallion. On one of his four touchdowns, he feels like he lost it uh, in the end zone, and during his interview he says, if there was uh, any place to lose it, that's where my dad would have wanted me to lose it. So I know he is smiling. So I'm giving, I'm giving uh, Aaron Jones an attaboy, um, heart-heavy, uh, probably had his best best night as a Packer, uh, scoring four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. So really cool to honor his father and put out that type of performance. So I'm giving him an attaboy. Uh, just, just a really, really cool moment uh, watching Monday Night Football's uh, post-game interview there with uh, Adam Jones. I have a confession. All right, what you got? Uh, I cheered for an SEC team over the weekend. I wanted Mississippi State to beat Memphis. Hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Because I feel like in this particular situation, it's okay to root for an SEC team because it's Mississippi State. There's no beef between Tennessee and Mississippi State. We we don't care about Mississippi State. We don't concern ourselves with Mississippi State. Hmm. We, We dislike Memphis. At least we should. Dislike the University of Memphis. More than Mississippi State. More than Mississippi State. So mm. I I was rooting for State. I mm. was ringing my cowbell. Tlinga, tlinga, tlinga. You, you borrowed something from Brad Matthews? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when I went to go pick up the cowbell to, to borrow, I mean, he had his bulldog and, and full-on Mississippi State stuff. <laughs> you know what, Ben? I think it's okay. Okay. 
I, I, I think it's okay. I, th- I think you're good, man. Maybe we should put a poll up. Is it okay that Ben pulled for an SEC team? Well, pulled for state. Pulled for Mississippi State. Because if it had been over Memphis, somebody else, then I would have rooted for Memphis. <laughs> the only SEC teams that I would root for to beat Memphis. LSU, the Mississippi schools, Arkansas, A&M, that's about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a serious disgust for Mississippi State, to be honest. Um, Memphis, Tennessee is more of a robbery than um, Mississippi State, Tennessee. And I guess this would this would be like, Clemson, Carolina, Florida, Florida State, uh, Kentucky, Louisville, because their rival is a non-conference opponent. And so I can see how South Carolina could be like, yeah, man, we, you know, Florida played Clemson. Like, who would South Carolina fans root for in that in that situation? They probably root for Florida in that situation because they hate Clemson that much. Like that much, they hate Clemson. That would that would be an interesting one for for South Carolina because they hate Florida as well. It would probably be like us watching Alabama, Florida. I mean, it's just it's just it's just weird. So I mean, it's okay. I'm not judging you. I understand. It is totally cool because there's there's Memphis, Tennessee hate um, dating back years and years and years. There's a thick line drawn uh, there in Memphis for a lot of people, either a Memphis fan or you a Tennessee fan, um, and there's no in-between. Can't be a fan of both, even though I do know some people that went to both universities. Um, That's in my family, but I'll continue. Um, I just got a text. I I was pulling for... For state, I can't stand Memphis. So I think I think it's perfectly fine, man. I think you're good. Penny has really turned up my dislike for <laughs> for Memphis. He he really really has. If if you listen to the show, you know I have family just outside of Memphis in, in good old Mumford, Tennessee. So I've I've always I love Memphis. I, I love the city of Memphis. I, I genuinely do. But when it comes to the University of Memphis. Screw them. And Penny has really turned up the heat. Because of my family in, in the Memphis area, I always kind of had a soft spot for Memphis more so than, than the rest of the, the state. Uh, but that was because Penny was not there and ticking people off and being, being who he is. And, and it, it has rolled over to football because – their, their fans can can be obnoxious, the the Memphis fans, because they have some little success in the in the ACC or the AAC thinks that they can go undefeated in in SEC SEC play, beat beat a bad Ole Miss team a couple of years ago, beat a, a Mississippi State team in year two of Mike Leach, now all of a sudden they think they can beat anybody anywhere. They feel themselves 
I'm I'm trying to look at um, a tweet that Hewitt on the text box is referring to. He says, did y'all see what Memphis Twitter posted about being the only team undefeated against the SEC in the state? Isn't Tennessee undefeated against the SEC at the moment? Yeah, I haven't haven't played anybody. Tennessee has not been defeated. Yeah, because they haven't played anybody. But still, undefeated. Boy, Memphis, that is a huge reach. I don't see the tweet, though. They they must have deleted it. I can try I'll, to find it. My favorite tweet over the weekend. I it too. From uh, sports accounts uh, or team accounts, I should say, should say, is the one I sent you yesterday after Fresno State beat UCLA. Man, <laughs> and, and they posted a graphic oh. of of the Hollywood sign or oh. what would be the Hollywood sign, and the the only thing that was there was an L. Oh man. <laughs> That 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 was the <laughs> the best one, and not only did they they attach the graphic of uh, the Hollywood L in, in the background, uh, it said "See you next time, Los Angeles." Oh, uh, and and Los was spelled with two S's. Yes, capital uh. L, capital O, capital S, capital S. After Fresno State beat UCLA, college football is so so random. Does that mean Fresno State can beat LSU? Yeah, by transitive property. Just like Western Michigan can beat Tennessee. Golly. That's not the way it works, though. That's not the way it works. But people think it works that way. Uh, I know, some people were were mad about pointing out that, that Pittsburgh lost to, to Western Michigan. And were like, it doesn't matter, so why even mention it? Transitive property doesn't doesn't matter in college football and like I agree I I get that but does it not make it more frustrating that Tennessee lost to Pittsburgh that Pittsburgh turned around and lost to, to Western Michigan it does for me yeah I mean, that's why you, I was pointing it out yeah when you lose to a team you want that team to to prove that they're good and you lost to a good team you don't want to lose to a bad team uh, and then when you when you found out that Pittsburgh lost to Western Michigan it didn't make you feel didn't make, make you feel great. So I understand that. Also, what's uh, ETSU's record versus the, the SEC this year? ETSU is one and zero against, against the SEC. Hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So they tie with Memphis. I guess they can play to get play against each other and see what happens. Hour two comes up.